universe. Man, I don't know. My abilities with the Android phone, I think, are diminishing. That's a bad sign. I imagine anything that's diminishing at 54 is a bad sign. Um, although, like I said, the diminishing libido thing, that's actually a good sign. For all you young men, although, uh, I don't know about the youngins, the ones with a diminished libido already. I hate to be encouraging a further diminishing of what's already too low. Okay, um, I don't have a whole lot of time. This was only going to be the opening because I have to go get um, active in this bright, sunshiny, gorgeous fucking day. And uh, I've been active in it mostly. <clears throat> I just came home so I could do some dabs. But while doing dabs, obviously I had these thoughts that I thought, oh, I better think about those thoughts in real time on recorded live digital formatted uh, forever on the internet uh, sort of way. And in doing so, <clears throat> now I've forgotten them all. Hmm. Well, do you hear that squeaky truck? So the reason I don't like squeaky trucks is because, oh, that pitch is just so piercing. Speaking of piercing, my tinnitus has been uh, as bad as it's ever been the last couple months. And I could usually start to ignore it and get rid of it. There are days now where it is annoyingly un- uh, avoidable. And now that I've said that, of course, it's bombing my right ear with gusto. Um, but those are not the things I got on to talk about. One of the things I got on to talk about was, do you ever have those moments where you have a realization that you needed something, but you had no idea you needed it, but because you've come to a place where it's actually fulfilled itself, you recognize how much you needed that and thought, well, shit, man, why didn't I do that a while ago? For instance, I've been needing to re-up. Well, I don't know if needing to re-up is fair. Uh, this is the time of year, Croptober, when all the marijuana plant uh, abundance is in bloom. This is the time to buy weed. This is the time to buy any of it. Because they have so much of it, they're giving it away. I just picked up Seven, uh, eight concentrates for eight one gram concentrates for 56 bucks out the door of three strawberry cough wax one cheetah piss one apple fritter one Jamaican tie stick one bear claw because I always pick the dumbest name I can whenever I'm getting an eight pack because why not and I don't really know where the fifth one is I think I left it in the massage chair Oh, and if you've never used an iJoy massage chair, they were $5.99 or $6.99 at Costco about a decade ago. Maybe still there for all I know. Those motherfuckers are awesome. I couldn't recommend a product higher. I've recommended it to numerous friends, some of whom have gone to fulfill the same loyal uh, allegiance to this product that I have. As someone with a sore back a lot, I've found a mattress that works pretty well. But I have found the miracle massage chair. And I got mine for 150 bucks on Craigslist with the foot massager. So, I'm not saying you can find that deal. But you can certainly get them for cheap. Uh, now, if anybody were ever to sponsor this recording, the iJoy Massage Chair Company could be the 
the sponsor. Yep. Who else could be? Titleist Golf Balls. Honestly, though, I don't really mind playing a Bridgestone. Uh, I can, I can, or, or the, the biggest secret in golf is the Wilson, uh, what is that little Wilson thing called? Not staff. Is it called a staff? Is, do they make a ball called a staff? I know that's a clubs. Anyway, uh, the Wilson, fuck, I've got one right over here. That's how much I like golf in the bedroom. Of course there's golf balls. Wait, where are my golf balls? Okay, I'm wasting time. There's one. Uh, Ultra, no. Oh, it is a Wilson Staff. Look at that. Yeah, Wilson Staff Duo. Okay, this is some sort of low compression ball. I don't even know what the fuck it is. I hit it at a, uh, at a club demo day. This was the ball they were demoing, trying to get you to... And I swear to God, I was just hitting fucking bite after bite after bite shot into this, like, demo green area. And I thought, no way can that ball hold that well. <laughs> they just saturated the green. Um, so I ended up buying a dozen of the balls. And then I found 50 of them online for, like, 60 bucks. And I have not gone through half of those. They play as well as a Titleist. They hold better than a Titleist, in my opinion. They hold so well... On a rainy day, I don't play them because I'm afraid of too much pull. There's your golf. Uh, and massage chair tip of the day. Uh, do I have any other tips of the day? I don't think I do. Uh, but, so what was all this for? What was I talking about? Oh, so something I haven't been doing lately. <clears throat> or, to my detriment, I research the fuck out of anything I'm going to buy. And this couldn't apply more universally than it does to when I go buy weed. Because when I go buy weed, I have to research all the fucking strain variants. I have to research all the fucking people who think, did it actually do what it says? It, I mean, uh, and so at the end, and so I promised myself if I cleaned my house today, clean, did some housework, I would allow myself to find one of the good concentrate deals and just go splurge, which meant a hundred bucks or less. So in about, I don't want to say it was 30 minutes, but it could have been of time wasting that keeps leading me back to one place in my neighborhood. I think to myself, okay, I'm just going to go to the place and hopefully they'll help me out enough that I get home with something I can appreciate. And this isn't my way of doing things. I'm normally the guy walking in going, yeah, I just put it in an order online. I was in the parking lot. I'm now here to pay and would like to leave. But <clears throat> so what do I end up with? But a guy who, if it's not his first day, it's his first week. He's terrible. And he's so bad that I just decide I don't even care. I just don't care. They have this ungodly good deal. Of 56 out the door on eight grams of wax. How can I lose? How can I lose? They've got strawberry cough, which is one I'll take. And I'm going to let him throw five in the fucking bag. And I'm going to enjoy the hell out of experiencing something in a way that I'm not over analyzing it. That I'm not so goddamn controlling in a situation that I don't need to control anything. That I find myself not comfortable enough 
to just have a good time. <laughs> I, I, I have found that the amount of data we swallow now, the amount of information we can take in on any given decision has left us in some ways incapable of just having a good time. And uh, I've adventured the world without a map. Because I think in many ways, you discover what you find that makes you interesting in the ways that you discover yourself. It just, the more you trust it'll work out, the more it does. And I, I don't think I had been remembering that. And what's hilarious to me, to nobody else, but to me, this is the kind of lesson I didn't think I ever needed to learn again, but I learned this one a lot. <clears throat> Don't forget to trust in the processes around you, the people that are in them, and the outcomes they can deliver. If everyone's optimistic about doing what can be done in the moment, the best that they can. It doesn't matter that this guy's brand new. Matters not at all. He could be a jaded, four-year, same fucking countertop, can't get hired anywhere else because he's such a dick kind of employee who, what, am I going to have more faith in him because I've seen him there every time I go in? I don't know. So my net of analysis on the world, well, it's, it's unnecessary. It's time wasted. It's rarely prescient. Oftentimes it's misguided. And when it's right, what's the reward? If I do go in there and pick, after four hours of analysis online, the eight best optimal concentrates for the least possible price, but the deal online was seven for 65, and the deal in the door was eight for 56? Okay, well now what do I do? Oh my God, wait, I get an eighth one? And it's even cheaper? Oh, well, I have to take the eighth one. Well, okay, well, hold on a second. You know what I mean? I'd have fucked it all up anyway. And as I'm realizing this, and I'm just almost dancing my way home, I thought, have I been happier than this recently? Like, really happy. Just, like, everything's slotted in pretty well right now I'm getting a lot of great feedback and when I'm trusting things and stepping back from being involved it's as if there's unbelievably ready to go assistance making my path work out um and it, it's simple. I'm not winning Nobel Prizes. Uh, in fact, uh, I walked out of dinner at my parents' house eight days ago. Nine days ago now. <clears throat> it was Sunday night. Uh, about halfway into the meal, and I just stood up and walked out. And, uh, and then I haven't talked to him since. No communication whatsoever. So I'm about to go up and say hello. So it's not like this is, uh, hey, I'm going to Elitch's amusement park to ride the roller coaster. Actually, would that be a day you'd look forward to? 
kind of. The one moment when you're getting on the roller coaster is the moment you're looking forward to. The rest of it, you kind of want to... <sighs> okay. I, I'm not uh, someone who should be walking out of dinner on my parents. I just gave them nine days of no communication, which is so selfish of me that I feel bad. They're both in their 80s. Nine days of life is a journey for them that doesn't need to be silenced by me. And that's what I've left in the wreckage of taking a stand against rampant, what, hate or misplaced anger or that which society drives those of us who are most conscientious inevitably toward, which is a feeling of not fitting in, but being too old to care enough to do anything about it. It would be nice to just die easily, but no, we make people die with all sorts of crises of conscience. And it's just another way that I think we're not figuring society out to its maximum. But that doesn't mean that I won't go play the happy role of, hey, look what I brought. I got three different goodie packages. I got double dip chocolate covered peanuts. I got dark chocolate covered almonds. And I got salted toasted organic pumpkin seeds. Now, mom, since I like you the best, which one do you want? I'll take any of the three. I'm happy either way. Let's just get this divvied up and stop thinking about what makes us angry and start celebrating how much we like each other. So we'll see how it goes. I figure with those three snacks, uh, doesn't it have to go well? Uh, well, we'll just pause and get back to you later and fill you in. Tick tock, tick tock. Uh, this should feel like no time at all to you, but to me, could be days. You never know. Could be days. Sorry for it. Bye. Bye. All right, universe. It's now 4:30 here on the uh, 17th. Is that the date? Yeah. Tuesday the 17th of October, or Craptober as they like to say in the marijuana industry. Boy, uh, it's a good thing I don't have a lot of extra cash or I would be spending it all on weed. $50 ounces, premium ounces galore. This is just the time to stock up. So maybe I will. But what I wasn't getting across very clearly earlier is that even the weed industry itself has problems with it's, uh, it's naming conventions. Here, hang on, pause. Okay, so just going to the dispensary I chose to uh, frequent today, let's look up Blue Dream. First of all, they offer two separate Blue Dream sources. They offer Blue Dream from <clears throat> the warehouse, and they offer Blue Dream from Mammoth Whoever. Now, if you click into the Blue Dream uh, Mammoth description, it says, about this strain, Blue Dream is a popular strain with various sources of origin. Below are several anecdotes about the strain's inception. Four different origin stories for one fucking type of weed. Blue Dream by Unknown. Oh, that's a good one. Blue Dream by Mystic Seeds. Blue Dream by DJ Short. Blue Dream by Humboldt Seed. Now, if they're all the same fucking plant, who cares, right? But... Each one is different because number one is a cross of blueberry F5 
and Santa Cruz Haze. Number two is a cross of DJ Short's Blueberry with OG Kush from LA. Number three is a cross of Azure Haze after crossing Silver Haze with Blueberry F4, then cross with DJ Short Blueberry. And last of all, Blue Dream from Humboldt Seed is Super Silver Haze crossed with Blueberry. There you go. Now, that's just one of the Blue Dreams. If we go into the other Blue Dream, please tell me you give me the same goddamn description, because otherwise, what's the point? Blue Dream, four different origin stories, so that's good. But, if you go into just the description of a single type of weed, here, here we go, ice cream cake. Ice cream cake. Multiple breeders have a cultivar named ice cream cake in their genetics library. Ice cream cake by mad scientist genetics. Ice cream cake by mad scientist genetics is a cross of cheesecake and dream cookie. Two cultivars with Girl Scout cookies and blue dream in their genetics. Uh, do you feel like we're going around in circles yet? Ice cream cake by Seed Junkie Genetics is a cross of gelato number 33 and wedding cake. Those are two completely different outcomes. So you can go in and get ice cream cake, and in one case get a fairly sativa-leaning hybrid, and in the other case get a straight-up put-me-to-sleep indica. Awesome. Now, let's say that you want to go in and try something just because it's got a cool name, like Diablo OG. I see Collective created Diablo OG from OG Kush and Diablo. <clears throat> According to the Collective, though, some sources online say it was created by Receipt of discount caregivers, and there's some confusion about the number of strains that have similar names and their origins. <sighs> I mean, any idiot would think Diablo OG would be Diablo crossed with OG Kush, but there's some other variants out there? Awesome. And then if you go to, say, Bruce Banner, something that uh, I think of as one of my top ten favorite weeds, well, there are five different Variations. <sighs> yes, yes, yes. One, two, three, four, and five. Two and four supposedly are no longer offered because they suck. But one, three, and five are out there and they do different things. Apple fritter. Apple fritter was created in the wine regions of Northern California where Lumpy's flowers bred together sour apple and animal cookies to create one of the most potent strains on the market. According to Lumpy's flowers, the strain is primarily an indica. But like most potent strains... Not much growing information is available. Lumbies claims apple fritter tends to bring about feelings of euphoria, steadiness, and relaxation. Won second place for hybrids at the 2016 High Times Northern California Cup. Now, that's at least useful. And according to this, the only source of apple fritter is going to come out of that Northern California Lumpies Cookies California flowers, whatever. So... If those were the descriptions you got every time, well, you could work with stuff. But that is the rarity. Like runts, for instance. Coming out of L.A., this strain's candy-like smelling sweetness and colorful nugs lead to its naming. A mix of Zikittles and Gelato Number no. 33, the strain has a smooth flavor that mostly matches the smell with the additional tropical and earthy hints. With a few different phenotypes. Oh, what? This strain can lean either to a more dominant sativa or a heavy indica. Wait, what? These nugs produce thick resin layers, making it an extremely potent whatever form it takes on. Perhaps that's why the strain is so elusive to nail down. So you're telling me that really, when you go get runts, eh, 
You might as well just call that fucking weed wild card. What's the point? Runtz has taken the following awards. First place for flower at the Emerald Cannabis Cup. First place for best international flower. Third place for best indica. First place for best hybrid. First place for best medical sativa-leaning hybrid. Second place for best indica. Second place for best indica. How can you win awards in both categories? You can't. Not in a reputable industry. Not that selling weed's not reputable. But man, the naming and quantification of weed is haphazard at best. Wedding cake. Remember we already talked about ice cream cake? Wedding cake, also known as pink cookies. It is? Why? Is a rare phenotype created by Seed Junkie Genetics. Crossing Triangle Kush with Animal Mints. The LA-based Jungle Boys named Wedding Cake because it is of its sparkling resin and vanilla cake frosting aroma. Wedding Cake took home first prize for Best Hybrid Flower at the 2018 SoCal High Times Medical Cannabis Cup among its many awards since its origination. Pink Cookies, Wedding Cake. Now I have to think of those as synonymous? What? Why? 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 Why are you doing this to me? Well, <clears throat> then there's these stories. Agent Orange. Agent Orange is the product of SoCal breeding royalty, Ms. Jill, the former co-owner and a breeder uh, at TGA Subcool. The strain is a cross of citrusy strains, Orange Velvet and Jack the Ripper, named for the chemical agent used in Vietnam in part to honor the breeder's father who was exposed to it. The top reported aromas of Agent Orange are bright orange, sour lemon, and cheese. And it is said to taste like sweet citrus, spicy herb, and cheese. Agent Orange is the winner of the following awards. 2013 third place at the International Cannabis Cup. 420 Growers Cup, uh, same year for Best Sativa. 2012 third place at the International Cannabis Cup. 420 Growers Cup, Best Sativa. Reported strain effects, uplifted, energetic, and happy. Reported strain flavors, orange, citrus, sweet, cheese. All right, now that is the kind of story that I'll remember. Agent Orange is Ms. Jill, the daughter of a Vietnam vet who was exposed to Agent Orange, created a uplifting, euphoric, energetic weed with a citrusy overtone to help offset her distaste for what her father experienced of another derivative of Agent Orange. I like it. Sort of like the golden goat story where, oops, accidentally crossing this and that creates my favorite weed of all time. Golden goat. But that's the sort of research that I hate to do because it makes me feel like I just don't know anything about weed anymore. And here, you want to hear some of the stupid names? Listen to this. Um, we've got, sorry, we've got a slow phone. Thank you, AT&T. We've got, uh, Durban Mac, Lift Ticket, Lilac Diesel, Strawberry Cough, Golden Goat, uh, Bruce Banner, Drago, Kingston Hayes, Straw Banner, uh, Banana Express, Blue Dream, Blue Dream, Bubba Kush, Cherry Pie, Cherry Zekittles, Gelato Cookies, Girl Scout Cookies, Glue Ball, uh, GMO, Gushers, Horchata, 
We'll go one more page and then I'll stop doing this. Uh, lemon skunk, mammoth, mammoth diesel, mammoth mango, mango OG, OG Kush, pineapple express, Skywalker OG, slurricane, limoncello, watermelon OG, wedding crashers, runts, zaza lemon, Agent Orange, Alaskan Thunderfuck, Biscotti, Clementine, Georgia Pie, King Louie, London Pound Cake, Matcha Green Tea, Platinum Kush, Rom Chata, Silver Haze, Sin Mint, and Animal Sin Mints. We'll stop there. Okay, now, what do you do after nine days of not talking to your parents? Feeling sort of like, all right, I'm not going to wait for them to text me and say, hey, man, we're making dinner. You want to come over and try again? No, I'm just going to walk in the door. I'm going to have an ounce of chocolate-covered peanuts, an ounce of chocolate-covered almonds, and an ounce of pumpkin seeds, and uh, we're going to snack and pretend nothing happened. I mean, my parents didn't even say, Hey, why'd you walk out that night? Nothing. Nope. No, in our family, negative events are best off just shoved down your throat like they never have a place to come back out again. We don't speak of anything of conflicting nature. We just pretend it didn't happen. And what a terrible way to live. And I've forced the issue... Obviously, this isn't the way I want to live, but I've let this become okay. And it's not okay. And it's even not okay when I get my dad on the tennis court this afternoon, and he has the gall to say to me, hey, why don't you just try to hit the balls in the court, not out? And so... I had one ball in my hand. If I'd have had three, I'd have used all three. But I used the one ball to hit it right at him. and I wanted to hit him in the face, but I missed. And uh, and I looked at him and thought, you actually just said that to me, didn't you? Are you fucking crazy? Do you know what I go through over here on this end to try to puff balls back to you so that you don't have to fucking move? And you just said that to me? Because my grip's a little slippery, and I smack two out? Oh, do I ever want to fucking jump this net and throttle you, you dumbass old man. But that's just a lot of suppressed tennis angst that wants to come out. And instead of having it out, well, first nothing would change. So having it out doesn't really mean having it out. It would just mean bringing up another thing that you do that you won't realize is annoying that you're going to keep doing. And now that I've told you it's annoying, you're going to know it's annoying me. Fun. Let's keep this hamster wheel rotating. But the stuff about hatred welled up inside you that you have towards somebody you've never even really taken the time to truly research. My opinion of Rush Limbaugh Eh, might have a little validity to it. But it has to be taken with an enormous grain of salt. Because other than radio clips and his stupid stint on Monday Night Football, 
I have very little information about Rush Limbaugh directly. Now, I have a wealth of information about Rush Limbaugh indirectly. Everything from his housekeeper to his pharmacist have pitched in on that. But what do I really think of Rush Limbaugh? Hard to say. Other than I think he's a drug addict and probably a groping, disgusting white male entitled piece of shit. But I haven't earned those opinions. I've learned them. And since I've learned them, I call them eh, prone to being slightly wrong, if not completely wrong. And likely, at least somewhat wrong. And even if they're dead on right, that's just lucky. Because whatever Rush Limbaugh is, he's more than whatever press clips and uh, indecent moments of notoriety have composed his public life. There's got to be a soul somewhere in there looking to be recognized for its vulnerability and overall irrelevance in the big scheme of things here on 8675309 Earth. And Rush didn't necessarily handle it so well when he went groping his cleaning lady looking for Valium or whatever was up. But I forgive him. I don't know if I could have been Rush Limbaugh, but I've done things as stupid as the things Rush Limbaugh's done. So, again, even even if I have an opinion of him, it can't really be negative. It just has to be spectrum-oriented to his impact on many levels, because Rush had a wide impact, much of which I've never, ever even come close to understanding or experiencing. So, what I think of Rush Limbaugh is a lot like what I think of Kevin Costner. Not very valid. Just my opinion. And one on which you tell me something that changes it entirely, I'm not going to be that surprised. So, how much of the real care do I have to mine with my parents when I know that the relationships that we share are based on something real? Do I care if their impression of the world is about as right as a snow globe? No, I don't think I do. Not now. Not in their 80s. Not even on the tennis court. Not enough to say anything other than, well, then you start them up. Seriously. If you don't like the way I hit the ball to you, I have a very easy solution for that. Your turn. (gasps) Wait. It is your turn is another ending of the episode. So this one has to end with something more like, come on, old man, stop complaining.